to the Business Mentors podcast. We take the dull business topics that a lot of other people don't want to talk about and we turn them into quirky, interesting and valuable tools to enrich your life. That's why we talk about tools for business and tools for life. Your hosts are Steve Ashby and Lara Gordon-Finney. Today we're going to talk about uh, self-confidence, uh, an essential uh, skill for life and one that when we're talking about the self-evaluation process that a lot of people are going through at the moment is absolutely critical. Now, when we hear the words self-confidence, we often think about people like Susan from Marketing, who seems to be a whiz at all the networking events and leaves with a stack of business cards. She seems to be able to talk to anybody about anything. Yeah, I mean, we all know and love a, a Susan from Marketing, but I think we often forget that self-confidence doesn't always have to mean talking to lots of people or presenting in front of the whole company. We, we first and foremost have to start with ourselves. So I think that's, that's the key to it for me. Well, I've been in business for a long time, um, over 35 years, and I would have to say that the vast proportion of managers and employees that I've worked with actually don't feel like they've got a lot of confidence. They, they lack self-confidence to be able to talk about themselves in a positive light. And that has major ramifications um, yeah. in terms of some of the systems and processes that you find in business life. Lara, let's just talk about you for a moment. Have you experienced self-confidence or a lack of self-confidence during your career and what kind of impact did that have? I mean, as a Brit, you know, I, I, was, I was always raised to be humble and, you know, we, I'm told, you know, not to talk about yourself too much and when we accept comp compliments, for example, it's um, it's hard to accept. I mean, when I've worked with bosses before and they've appreciated what I've done or they've liked um, a piece of work that I've given them and they say, oh, great, Laura, this is amazing, exactly what I wanted. Um, I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say, you know, we make a waffling excuse. Oh, you know, it was, it was, it was easy or, you know, we, we're, we're quite... What's the word I'm looking for, Steve? Reticent when it comes to talking about ourselves and we generally try and pass it off onto somebody else or um, we don't want to be told, don't be so arrogant. You know, you get the kind of people who say, yep, that was me, I did it, it was fabulous and uh, a lot of people have said so. Yeah. Um, and we always go, oh God, you know, we've got to sit next to that person. Susan from marketing. Yeah, you must be, yeah, Susan from marketing or um, generally not somebody from the accounting function. They're not so uh, good at talking about how they always make the numbers balance, but yeah. they do. And they probably could talk about uh, the kind of stuff that they've, they've done and done well. But what we have discovered is that it is actually possible to highlight your achievements without sounding like you're blowing your own trumpet, that you can be both uh, accurate positive and relatively modest at the same time. I cannot speak about being modest because I'm not. So <laughs> I'm definitely the wrong person to talk about the modesty aspect of this. But certainly there are ways and ways of showing people and telling people, particularly in the self-evaluation process, which is all about telling everybody how good you are. So learning how to do that is actually a really core skill for anybody who's in a job. You need to be able to show people what you're capable of doing, but doing it in a way that you feel comfortable with because you know, you've know you got to own it and you've got to be able to present it. This is not like acting, 
you need to be yourself. So I guess it's it's a case of understanding self-confidence and once we understand it, we're then able to um, make it work for, our, for ourselves. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Um, the issue is getting the balance between, uh, if you like, bigging it up because you, you know, it's marketing. Let's face it, it's all about marketing. Now you don't want to be outrageous, you're not doing a beer ad or something like that where, where you're saying and doing outrageous things. What you're doing is you need to be able to talk relatively factually, and we'll talk about what a fact is in a minute, but you need to be able to talk relatively factually, you need to be able to defend the position that you've taken, but most importantly, you know, you need to practice saying things about yourself which you're proud of until you feel comfortable with it. It is after all a skill, and like any skill, the more you use it, the better you get at it. We need to remember what Aristotle once said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. So let's, um, I guess, take it, take it back into the workplace for a second. And once you have this self-confidence, really, how does it, how does it impact on something like my self-evaluation? Well, I think that's a really uh, good place to start because um, for a lot of us, we do have to fill out self-evaluations and we do find them very, very difficult because the word I comes up a lot. Well, in our slightly outlaw approach to how to do self-evaluations, we talk about the things that there is no I in the word team, but there's a lot of me. And that's the very yeah. first place to start. So, so what we're actually doing is we're saying to people, you know, one time in the year, it's really, really okay to talk about yourself and to talk about yourself in as glowing terms as you can feel comfortable with. In fact, I'd say, even if you were slightly uncomfortable, so you're slightly over the edge, then that's probably a good place to be. So, um, you know, you know about these little sentences that we use all the time when we're, and, and they're sort of self-limiting sentences, things like, oh my God, I sound like I'm bragging or um, nobody really wants to hear how well I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Those, those little sentences um, have definitely creeped in throughout my career and I can still hear people telling me no one likes a show off and, you know, don't be such a braggart. Um, and I think just in generally, we found it, we've, I personally find it quite unnatural to be self-confident. And um, But more importantly, in a, in a non-arrogant way, you know, we have to really separate the words self-confidence from arrogance because they don't always mean the same thing. Now that's exactly true and we we all know people who who have confused that um, and funnily enough some of the most arrogant people that we know have the least amount of self-confidence so they compensate this is called overcompensation where people spend so much time talking about themselves and taking the selfies and and basically you know wanting to share everything that they do with their friends on social it's like an overcompensation Whereas if they were comfortable in their own skins, they'd be comfortable with that. They wouldn't need to kind of let everybody know how wonderful they are all the time. We're not talking about that. We're, we're talking about a specific and extremely important part of your work life, which is the self-evaluation process, yeah. where you need to make sure you get the balance so that you're talking confidently and assertively, but you're not talking over the top because unfortunately, uh, that will get found out and all that makes you look like is um, unreliable because you're saying and doing things that clearly aren't true. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a it's also a case of, you know, pushing past that prehistoric way of thinking and starting 
to thinking, starting to think about ourselves with a bit more ease and easing into it rather than going, I have to do it right now. It's, you know, there's a, there's a process you have to go, th go through, I'm assuming, to get to a, a stage where you can talk about yourself, not as modestly as, as you know, a humble Brit like myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a not humble Kiwi, so, but I do know a few <laughs> humble Brits. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. And yes, you know, it's like any skill. You don't go from zero to hero. You know, you need to practice it. And, um, and you need to have a process to practice as well. You need to have certain steps that you're going to practice, certain things that you're going to practice. And you do them repeatedly. It goes back to what Aristotle said, you know, we are what we repeatedly do. And so therefore, it isn't just a case of plucking things out of the air. It's good to have a sequence of things that'll help you build in baby steps, building up your self-confidence. So, um, it's, you know, when you think about actors, some of the most unconfident people in the world are, are actors. You know, on stage, they look as though they're a million dollars and uh, then back off stage, you know, they're frightened, huddled little people yeah. sitting in their dressing room, smoking 50 packs of cigarettes a day because, you know, they, they think everybody hates me. Every, oh, that was terrible. My performance was terrible. Everybody hates me. Or they go out and do something and, and it's wonderful and they go, everybody loves me, but it's only going to be for five minutes and they'll start hating me again. So, you know, I mean, there's no way of telling who's got self-confidence and who hasn't until you start talking to people and find that inner sense of calm about, you know, they know their limits for sure, but they also know what they're capable of doing. It's so true. So true. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's about, it's about having the tools, the right tools, more importantly, to to be able to to learn anything. I mean, you know, from even just from this quick quick sort of conversation, you know, I now have to go away and think, okay, am I acknowledging my strengths, um, or am I constantly uh, focusing on my perceived weaknesses? Once I flip that around, um, and I've got the right tools to be focusing on the right strengths, then you know, and the right support, I can learn anything. Yeah, exactly. And see, self-confidence isn't about denying the fact that you have things that you can improve. And being a self-confident person doesn't mean to say that you only ever think about the things that are working. Because for true self-confidence, you need to understand the areas which you need to improve, as well as the areas that you're good in. Because when it comes down to it, life is all about balance. And self-confidence, true self-confidence, deep inner self-confidence is about balance. It's about acknowledging that I'm not as good as you are, for example, at thinking things through. We talked about this concept of thinking fast and slow. Yeah. You're a much more analytical person than I am when it comes to thinking your way through issues. I'm the complete opposite. But that doesn't mean that I'm wrong and you're right or vice versa. It just means we have different approaches yeah. to the way that we do things. And similarly with self-confidence. For some people, self-confidence is boisterous and loud and they love being loud and boisterous and that works for them. And for other people, who are introverts, they're actually self-confident as well. So it's not a case of whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. That doesn't determine self-confidence. It's what's happening inside and the reconciliation, if you like, inside yourself that I'm really good at doing some things and I'm happy about that and there's some things I'm not so good at doing and I'm okay with those things. The ones that I need to change I'm working on and the ones that I will never be, like me being analytical yeah. the way that you are, I accept it. Yeah. And so what I do is I work with somebody like you who's got those skills and that's how we build a really successful partnership if we're in business together or a really good friendship if we're working together because 
you know, different people have different strengths. And so that's what makes really good organisations. That's what makes great friendships and relationships as well. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the beauty of something like self-confidence and learning it from the beginning for people that don't necessarily have don't necessarily have it within them like someone from the marketing function to you know for example without being too stereotypical sorry Susan from marketing um I think when you bring it back to something like your self-evaluation if you are a little bit uneasy about being self-confident then you you're essentially hiding behind a piece of paper you know you get to write it down and you get to put all the things that you'd be a little bit uncomfortable verbalizing you know you get to write it down in your self-evaluation and once you go into something like your your full self-appraisal your manager already knows oh brilliant this person you know lara's got an amazing confidence or you know she's it's, it's a lot more positive i mean gosh imagine all the pay rises i would have got if i'd have remembered i had the leaving the little bit of self-confidence that, that i have now yeah i think that's exactly right we don't want to be held down by processes and by our negative thinking about ourselves. Um, you know, there is no law that says you cannot uh, be confident and be happy and enthusiastic and excited about the things that you've achieved. In fact, you should be. Because when push comes to shove, nobody else is going to blow your trumpet as well as you do. So part of the process of going through self-evaluation is actually that, learning how to blow your own trumpet to a tune that you actually like the sound of. So you're not going to try to be uh, a show-off Susan for marketing if that's not your style, but you could be a, um, a relaxed Ralph from sales who goes into the same <laughs> yeah. meeting, you know, and he goes around and he gets just as many business cards, but people remember him as being a really nice bloke uh, he was easy to talk to and he's obviously got a lot of inner power and uh, really comfortable and they'll probably remember meeting with him and talking with him a long time after they've remember Noisy Susan from marketing. Yeah. So um, it's really, really important to make sure that uh, certainly as we're coming into this whole process of self-evaluation, remember a couple of things. The first one is that it is possible to learn how to be self-confident. It is possible to to write down things in such a way that your manager gets a really positive reaction when they read it. So this is the key. You know, it's those first opening statements about, I've had a really great year. I'm very pleased with what I've achieved. You know, self-confident statements like that, that set the tone for the rest of the document and change the mindset of your manager because they read the first couple of sentences and if it sounds dull and boring, they're gonna think, Ugh. if it sounds very positive and uplifting. I've had an amazing year, I've learned a lot. They're gonna go, oh, I'm gonna keep reading this. Right, that's all we have time for in this episode. Uh, join us again, we'll be discussing learning to fly on your newly confident wings. Should be a lot of fun, and Lara, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. Um, and we look forward to having another discussion about these issues. I think it's really useful having different perspectives a woman's perspective and a man's perspective on this whole issue of self-confidence. Yep, and don't forget the uh, don't forget the age perspective as well, Steve. You know, from the Is old there an age perspective. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're half my age. Yes, there's probably an age perspective as well. Thanks everybody for listening to the Business Mentors podcast. Be sure to visit us at www.businessmentors.com. That's all one word: www.businessmentors.com to join the conversation and 
See what we've got to offer in terms of tools for business and tools for life, and stay up to date with the latest tips and techniques that we've got and discover our fantastic bonus content. That's all for now, and we'll see you later.